Welcome back to The Rebound, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, I really thought that episode one was going to be out by now, but, you know, things change, things don't always go according to plan. Still haven't found a co-host, you know, still trying to find the right person to kind of fit my idea of the podcast right. Um, I've got everything laid out. I'm pretty much ready to do the big episode, um, and I'm really excited to do it. I think it's going to be really fun, and I'm not going to super stress about it. It's going to be, you know, we sit down, talk with somebody else, just kind of see how it goes. I, I think it's going to be really fun, and I hope when it comes out you guys like it. But for now, we're going to be sticking to these League News episodes. So here we are, episode two. This one is definitely going to be a lot shorter than the last one. The last one I thought was going to be about 5-6 minutes, maybe 10 max. It was 31, so um, I completely understand if you skipped on that one. Three topics, 30 minutes, 10 minutes each, that's a little much. So here we've got pretty much one big topic and like three subtopics, so this really shouldn't take longer than 10 minutes. And if it's more than 10 minutes, you have permission to leave. You don't have to watch the rest of it. i got to stick to this, this time frame for these League News episodes because if I don't, then I'm going to be fluctuating, you know, and I don't want the big episodes to be outshined by league news. This is supposed to be, you know, small, short, form factor news, you know, what's happening, what's been going down. Give it to you quick, fast, as soon as it happens. So here we go. The day of just announced earlier this morning on Twitter, I read this, and I immediately knew I had to make an episode about Donovan Mitchell being traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now... I, when I first saw this, the trade details hadn't been released, um, because I saw it pretty much right as, right as it got tweeted, um, but a little bit after that, uh, they had announced what the package included, but, you know, at the time, we just knew that Cleveland had acquired Donovan through a trade package, so first thing I thought was... Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton, Jared Allen, will they really give up any of those guys? Um, Evan Mobley, no. Jared Allen, no. And so, whenever the trade details were released, and we found out that they traded Colin Sexton, three unprotecteds, uh, three unprotected first rounds, 2025, 2027, 2029, and then two pick swaps for 26 and 28, um... And a couple other players that I can't find. But I was like, okay, that, that makes more sense now. So we have the full picture of what happened in the trade details. Uh, and, you know, what the league is going to look like next year. With Donovan Mitchell being on the Cavs. So I just thought I'd give you what I thought might happen. What the, uh, what the standings might look like. And how this team is going to fit in our league and, and, you know, what they might play like. So, first off, I want to say that I completely thought that Donovan was going to go to the Knicks. Because they had engaged in, you know, trade talks multiple times with, I don't even remember who was in the package. Because it's been like a week or two now. But, you know, I figured he was going to go over there. They would be a nice young core. Uh, definitely a play-in team, potentially, you know. 7th, 8th seed, 
Um, I didn't think they were a lock uh, like some others in the space did, but I did feel like they were going to be a pretty good team. I thought they would definitely be playing, maybe maybe get the 7th, 8th seed. I think 7th seed was probably their ceiling if they got Donovan. But that didn't end up happening. You know, it fell through. And he's on the Cavs now. You know, Colin Sexton going over the Jazz. And to be honest, the Jazz has had a pretty good offseason for what they were wanting to do. Obviously, you look at it in a bubble, you're thinking, okay, they got rid of Rudy Gobert. They got rid of Donovan Mitchell now. They got rid of Patrick Beverly because they just traded him to the Lakers. Um, you know... What are they doing? What are the Jazz doing? But, you know, they've said multiple times that they want to become a rebuilding team because you look at what they had and their two main stars, Rudy Gobert, playoff underperformer, and Donovan Mitchell, who was really bad on defense last season. They're not competing with other big teams in the league like, you know, Miami, Chicago, now Brooklyn with Kevin Durant. And certainly not, you know, Milwaukee Celtics or the 76ers. So, I mean, and that's just East, too. I know the Jazz are a West team, but, sorry, I was getting mixed up with Donovan on the Cavs now. But even the West teams, Warriors, you know, the Suns, Memphis, Dallas, they're not anywhere near... Those teams, in my opinion, I personally I thought that potentially they were going to try to build around Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, just because you know Rudy Gobert is such a great defensive player and Donovan Mitchell is a a pretty great offensive player. I thought that they had two good players, and then they were going to potentially acquire more this off season. Maybe I really didn't expect them to be a tank team, but I guess they are. They've got a lot of picks. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the next couple of years who they're going to be drafting and what their young core is going to look like. I think potentially once the Warriors dynasty kind of falls out in the next three to four years, uh, just because, you know, Steph's getting older, Draymond's probably not going to be there sooner, Clay's probably not going to be there for a lot, much longer, and, you know, what they got after that, they got probably not Andrew Wiggins and maybe... Jordan Poole, but like, after that, what's in it for them, like, what do they have left, so Jazz, in those next couple of years, obviously the players are going to get older, but if they, if they pick good, you know, if they draft well, now they definitely have a shot, you know, after, let's see, I don't remember what years the Rudy Gobert picks were, but. You're looking at the first round picks for 2025, 27, and 29 that are all first round picks. So potentially by 2027, they could have two new great players starting in core, kind of like what the Cavs had before they got Donovan. Now they have Donovan. Where are the Cavs at? You know, Evan Mobley, one of the best, or one of last year's best rookies. Um,. How is that core going to fit? And how well are they going to do? And, you know, honestly, I didn't really watch that much Cavs basketball last year because I knew they weren't really going to go anywhere. Um, 
but I did, you know, follow it a little bit, and from what I saw, thinking about how Donovan would fit into that, I, I definitely think that, you know, their defense is pretty good. With Donovan on the court, it's going to either go down a little bit or going to, you know, even out his lack of defensive abilities, but Donovan is an incredible offensive player, and I think that matched with the Cavs, they are going to do pretty well. Um, and in my current Eastern Conference ranking, I have them uh, at a toss-up. Uh, they could be a play-in team, you know, with Charlotte, with New York, with um, the Wizards, and potentially, um, potentially the Pistons and the Magic. I don't think that the Pacers are are going to be playing. Um, they're definitely not in the position right now to compete with the talent in the Eastern Conference. Um, Hornets is a bit of a stretch for playing just because they lost Miles Bridges. But Knicks looking pretty good. Wizards, you know, they re-signed Bradley Beal, which we'll talk about in the bigger episode. But they did pretty good at the beginning of the last season. Kind of fell off. But I think Cleveland is definitely in the tier of contenders with Maybe Atlanta, kind of bordering on Atlanta, and then maybe the Raptors. I think that the Raptors are going to be pretty good this year, and I think that they're definitely a toss-up. Could be playing, could be, you know, a playoff lock. We'll just have to see. You know, I they haven't really made a couple. They haven't really made big moves this off season, so we're just looking at what they were last season compared to what they're going to be now with the NBA and you know all the differences that are going to be this year, because now. Donovan's out of the West. He's in the East with the Cavs. Another better team to compete against. You know, obviously they had him last year, but now they're going to be a lot better, potentially. I think they will be. So will Toronto be as good as they were last season, or will they be better? We'll just have to see. I, th- I think the Cavs will be better, of course, and I think that they're, like I said, going to be in that kind of tier with Toronto. I think they're going to be on that level with them. So I, my prediction for seeding is... Higher play in, I think they're going to be competing for eighth, maybe seventh seed. Um, I don't think they're going to go higher than than six. I think six is their ceiling. Um, but they're, you look at the other six teams that are above them. Let's say that they're better than let's let's list the teams that are better. They're better than the Pacers with Donovan. They're better than the Pistons. They're better than the Magic. They're better than the Wizards. They're better than the Knicks. They're better than the Hornets. Can we say that they're better than Atlanta? Atlanta has Trey Young, man, and now they have Dejounte Murray. We don't necessarily what that we don't know what that core is going to look like, but can you say that they're going to be better? No, not necessarily. Are they going to be better than the Raptors? We don't really know. So you're looking at let's just say let's say they are better than Atlanta and they are better than Toronto. There are six teams that are undoubtedly going to be better than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Three title contenders, you got Milwaukee, you got Boston, you got the Sixers, right? Playoff locks, you got Miami, Chicago, and to me, Brooklyn is a playoff lock with Kevin Durant, you know, resigning or, or deciding to stay, and Kyrie. So that's automatically six teams that are better than them. So the ceiling is, you know, if they absolutely ball out and get the sixth seed, that is the max they can do. I think it's realistic that they're a seven or an eighth seed. 
Are they better than Atlanta? Are they better than Toronto? That is the question. As of right now, I don't see them being better than Atlanta. But I do think that they could definitely be better than Toronto. So I'd say 7 or 8 seed is where they're going to be at. But that's just my opinion. Could play out differently this season. We don't know, but that's all I've got for you. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you agree with me. I hope you got some kind of knowledge out of this. I hope it kind of opened how you're thinking about this a little bit wider, you know. Let me know in the comments or on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you're seeing this what you think is going to happen uh, and your opinions on this trade. Overall, definitely a great trade for Cleveland. Honestly, pretty good trade for Jazz. You know what they're going for, of course. But, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Uh, and I guess I'll see you guys in the next one.